This is Joanne back to tell you about what I think is one of the most fascinating neighborhood stories in Vancouver, that of Barclay Square. Barclay Heritage Square is a square that is bordered by Barclay Street, Nicholas Street, Harrow, and Broughton. If you take a look at the picture to the left of the doors you come in, you will find a picture of a square with buildings around it. This is what was left of Barclay Square in 1983. If you look, you can locate Rody House next to a vacant lot where a house had already been torn down because it was unsafe and a low apartment building. Over the course of the 1960s and 70s, the city of Vancouver Parks acquired this entire block of Edwardian era houses in the middle of Vancouver's West End with the intention of demolishing all the buildings and turning it into a park. There were 17 buildings on the site all built between 1890 and 1927. Fifteen of these were originally single-family residents, and two were early apartment buildings. The collection of buildings eloquently represented the character of the West End that had all but disappeared amongst midst apartment towers. One of the houses, Rody House, was subsequently discovered to be the first F.N. Rattenbury building in Canada. The idea from the Vancouver Parks Board was that this square should be turned into a flat, open green park and that all the buildings should be torn down, except Rody House, which would house a park keeper's quarters with public washrooms. Unfortunately for the Parks Board, it did not anticipate the community's kinship with its heritage buildings or the city's decision to designate Rody House a heritage building in 1976, making it illegal to move the building or convert it into washrooms as they had planned. The main issue was who, the city or the Vancouver Parks Board, would pay for the upkeep of Rody House. The upkeep of the gazebo, which was built by the Capilano College Heritage Carpentry students, or the grading of the path so disabled people could visit Rody House. The proposed renovation of six of the houses into 18 suites for low-rent family housing was also something which had general support. Vancouver citizens were becoming conscious of the fact that the older buildings were disappearing through either decay or demolition. Those really committed to saving heritage buildings joined with the Arts Council Heritage Committee, drawing attention to the values intrinsic to older building stock and urging the politicians to take some action. With the house safely designated a heritage building by the city, the Arts Council preservationists were able to embark on a course of action leading to its preservation. They recognized the importance of established and viable and appealing use for the house, one which both the community and the politicians would agree to. Maybe as a house museum? In November 1977, a first-of-the-kind heritage conference in BC was held in Vancouver with the title A New Life for Old Buildings. It was organized by the Arts Council and funding from the BC government and the Ottawa-based Heritage Canada Foundation. Attendees came from not just BC, but from all over Canada and the US, and the main draw was the guest speaker, Pierre Burton, a well-known author and TV personality, as well as being the chairman of Heritage Canada. He was also a grad of the University of BC, so was known on many fronts. The preservationists also got a boost from Victorian restoration architect, Peter Niev Cotton, who six months later was hired as a consultant to look Rody House over and to give his opinion. He would be the first to say that some of the other buildings in Rody House should be saved as well. This would serve the city well as examples of architecture of various decades, the 1990 houses on Barclay Street, the Broughton Street triplets of 1903, and the slightly later Harrow cat houses of 1908.
1979, Heritage Canada's Jacques Delbard, a recognized architectural historian and planner, was called in to meet with the park board. This was not a meeting with a friendly group. Delbard expressed the use of the park to be for open spaces, for accommodation, for heritage preservation, and for an enriched environment. One park commissioner expressed what could be seen as the park sentiment to that vision when he said, don't like houses and don't like trees either. It was apparent to the parks board needed to see what this vision would look like. So Delbard persuaded Heritage Canada to provide 25000 for feasibility study to show how the heritage houses and parkland could be successfully combined. The National Trust for Canada prepared a feasibility study for preserving the entire block. The study established the possibility that buildings on the entire block could be redeveloped, while also recognizing the densely populated areas need for a neighborhood park. This led to further discussion with the city and with strong support, both verbal and written from West End residents. The proposal turned what was known as Parkside 19 into a collection of heritage houses and the park began to get some traction. Pierre Burton came back to Rody House in 1980 to reinforce the park proposal by providing some media coverage. There's a story that says one of the local neighbors came out of their house and offered him and gave him a glass of apricot brandy, which he probably appreciated. This all resulted in a lukewarm response from the park board saying that they endorsed a public use oriented heritage theme for the park, but wanted to study it further. This left nothing clear. In 1980, the concept of what would be called Barclay Heritage Square was developed. The park plan was to be carried out over a 10-year period with the gradual removing of buildings, restoration of others, and additional landscaping. On March 8, 1983, City Council finally passed the necessary motion to approve the development of Barclay Heritage Square. In order to accommodate park space, some of the buildings were demolished, including the two low apartment buildings. Today, Barclay Heritage Square consists of 12 heritage buildings, including the 19, 1893 rather Rody House. Barclay Square serves as an oasis of green amidst surrounding concrete high rises. Among my readings, I did come across something that said that the year it was completed, they won a prize for having them, because there was nothing like it anywhere else in North America. More information on Rody House and Barclay Square can be found in a pamphlet called Barclay Square, Heritage Square, a West End Park with Houses Walking Tour. It's interesting to take the pamphlet and you can literally walk around the square and there's a description of all the houses and some history about it inside. More information on Rody House and Barclay Square can also be found in the book More Than a House, The Story of Rody House and Barclay Heritage Square by Janet Bingham that can be purchased from our gift shop, which is just as you come in the door. I hope you enjoy your time at Rody House.